Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. In the time that I've been here, that's definitely a tough one. We talked about pride and them being able to battle there at the end. And this isn't the result we wanted, but let's make this count as one loss and not four losses. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Oh, Godwin for the touchdown. Number 599. Evans. 600. It is. Now back to Evans. Turns around. Makes the catch. What a turnaround just in time. And it's caught for the touchdown. Evans with his third. Brady with his fourth. Here's your host, Kevin Powell. You go into this game and you're facing a, a pretty good team, pretty good football team on the road and a great quarterback. You've got to be close to damn near perfect. I wasn't expecting a Bears victory. Thought they might keep it close. Also wasn't expecting a 38-3 blowout in Tampa Bay. That was an ugly one, episode 13 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. I'm Kevin Powell. Thank you for listening. How many of these horrible, just pathetic performances by the Bears do we have to sit through? It's just endless. The Bears' bad football never ends. And uh, it was really easy to check out of this one uh, early on. Buccaneers with 35 first-half points. It was never really close. Justin Fields didn't look great, but he's not the issue here. This is a larger picture um, situation. I think you look at coaching, you look at um, you know roster build. There's a whole lot here. I-, I can't sit here and be like Justin Fields looked awful. Like I guess I can say that, but at the same time, it's all, all not all that fair to Fields. I mean, he's so early on in his career. It's a very small sample size. It appears he makes some mistakes, which is fine as a rookie. It also appears like sometimes the Bears don't put him in a great position. But, man, you give the first three scoring drives for the Buccaneers started in Bears territory. They give up a huge punt return, then two turnovers by Fields. He does have to do a much better job protecting the football. That's There's no doubt about it. And here was Fields after the loss. I mean, it's not really anger. It's just like, it's just like really, I've never been in this position where, you know, I'm, I'm you know, losing. So, um I don't know how to feel. Like uh, the, my only reaction to this is just to keep working. Like I'm not angry at all. So um, you know, at the end of the day, like it, it happens. You know, we have bad days. Y'all have bad days, and y'all can either get depressed or y'all can get up the next day and go to work. And I think that's what our team is going to do, and, I, and that's what I'm going to do. So I'm not angry at all. Um, you know, it just it happens. There's really not anything all that good you can take from this. I guess maybe Khalil Herbert, he had 18 carries, 100 yards, over five yards a carry. And not all of that came in garbage time either. But it's just, uh, this is really, really bad. Largest uh, defeat in Matt Nagy's career with the Bears. And there have been some really, really bad ones. I mean, we had to sit through that Buccaneers game. We also had to sit through that Cleveland game at Cleveland, which was disastrous. It's gotten out of hand, and I'm not one of these people that are constantly calling for a coach to get fired. It's just, I don't know. I always feel just not where I'm at. Um, I think this is there's a lot of issues with the Bears. And look, you know, you had no Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks. Maybe they're back next week against the 49ers. Maybe the Bears win the next two. But I, I think a lot of us thought at best this was a 500-ish team, 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and maybe sneak into the playoffs. But, man, these are tough to sit through. It's like over and over and over. Uh, really from my entire life, but definitely in the Matt Nagy era where you've had some some soul-crushing losses. You've also had some like this. I mean, it's just inexcusable to see a team in the NFL perform that way. Uh, it, it was really, really bad. 
So I had a chance to talk to Mark Carmen uh, per usual on the uh, post game podcast, and here's what we had to say. Mark Carmen joins me on the podcast now after uh, another embarrassing loss, Carm. Like extremely embarrassing, and I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, Justin Fields was asked if there's a positive or if there's something he can take from the game. Of course, he said yes. There was really nothing said in the post game other than you know we move on. Don't let this turn into another loss, et cetera, et cetera. Mostly just coach speak in the post-game stuff. But where does this one rank in terms of complete embarrassment for the Bears? I This is definitely the top of the Nagy era, I think. I mean, it's his worst loss, right? And I mean, just this is so, two now and one. I mean, Cleveland was a disaster as well. Cleveland was disgusting. But look, I had no remote optimism that the Bears were going to win today. But somehow, some way, despite that lack of optimism, the Bears disappointed today. It was worse than we thought it was going to be, and no one thought it was going to be good. That's impressive to be to to. It's impressive how bad they were. Yeah, I mean that's a good way to put it. Like I went into it, and I can like if I want to go meatball fan, I can typically talk myself into a Bears victory before a game. Like you know, if this go right, goes right, if this goes right, <laughs> going into this one, I'm like, I hope they just kind of keep it close because I think that's actually better for the development of Justin Fields if he's playing a con- in a competitive game. That's really what it comes down to is Justin Fields, right? But then like no Robert Quinn, no Akeem Hicks, you got COVID uh, throughout the team. Like yeah, you, you put it you put it well, Carm. Like. My expectation was that they would lose, and they, I guess, exceeded my expectations on the wrong side. Like, they were so atrocious, and from the start, it was a complete embarrassment. They Nagy goes, let's get the ball. Uh, they go, what, three and out? Win toss, elect to receive, give up an atrocious sack as Fields gets cracked. Three and out, long punt return. Here comes pass interference. Long run, touchdown, seven nothing. We've played three minutes. I mean, wow, <laughs> it, it was really bad. And I, I understand, like, and people have been hollering for Matt Nagy's firing for it's been a couple years now. Are you a fire Nagy guy, like constantly screaming it at the TV at this point? Like, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not saying I'm, they like if they fired him, I, I would be fine with it. But at the same time, like, I don't anticipate that happening happening at any point this season. No, neither do I. And and look. I don't think that Matt Nagy should be the head coach of the Chicago Bears, but like a lot of things going on right now, there's multiple uh, factors in play. And the thing with Nagy is, like, okay, you get rid of Nagy, now what? Who's hiring him? Ryan Pace, the guy that's uh, sticking you with Lechavius Simmons, the seventh round draft pick, because Tevin Jenkins never saw the field this year, and you, I mean. There, it, the, Elijah the issue, Wilkinson gets COVID. Well, I, I mean, to your point, right? Like it comes down to the top, right? Because if you're going to trust Ryan Pace to fill Matt Nagy's void, and look, there's just a level of depth to the Bears' issues that everyone wants to point at the coach, and that's fine. You can go ahead and fire him. I have no problem with it. But we all know, right? That it's not going to just miraculously turn around. Um, it, it was very interesting, though, that the Nagy comments. I mean, he just, he is an expert at failing the press conference. This guy just, he, you talk too much. And, and, and this one was a beauty day. Quote, I will say the last couple of days with our team, we've become really close. For us to become as close as we have the last 24, 40 hours, I just trust and believe in them. Dude, 
What are you talking about? Jalen Johnson's going on Instagram in the middle of the week, and he's posting your fine letter to him, and you're telling everybody that in the last two to one to two days that 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 all of a sudden this team is just miraculously has you know this this great chemistry that he wants to tout, and Allen Robinson can't come back to the football when Fields throws an, you know is, is gets picked off on a pass that was terrible three yards under thrown. But Robinson, your job on that is to come back and knock it down. Like you you, you don't see a team that that looks like they're really together. But Nagy's telling you, best buddies over there. Yeah, and uh, one of the terrifying moments uh, uh, came late in the game, and it was actually not a play occurring. It was Matt Nagy. And I and look again. I don't want to like turn this into the Fields Trubisky storyline or anything like that. But there was a moment where Matt Nagy like had his arm around Field's shoulder, and he had the the play card over his mouth, so none of us can read what he's saying because that matters so much. And he's giving like this pep talk to Justin Fields, and I'm like, my God, that's like the Nagy Trubisky on the sideline gif that has become something, right? That the meme that has been passed around. I'm like, and. and like, just don't screw this guy up, you know? So, like, where do they go from here? And I, I know this is where this we're talking recency bias. We're coming off a disastrous loss. It's this is big picture, but I guess that's what this season is about. Like, when I saw that, I'm like, damn, that's exactly what it looked like when he was talking to Trubisky a couple of years ago. Well, look, national commentators, Romo and Sims and everyone who's watching the game, it's like, look, he he's not able to see defenses right now, read defense, you have to make it a little bit easier for him. Put him in a position to succeed. Now, look, the Bucks are a very good defense, so give him credit. But uh, he does not look ready. And the Bears don't look ready to, to, to put him in position to win. And one other thing uh, on, your, on the Nagy stuff here. Look, man, when you're losing 38-3, to don't call timeout with 21 seconds to go. I, this is not high school. We're not trying to like squeeze one more massive learning moment out about hey guys, don't ever give up. Uh, you know, always, always give your best, I, dude. And and down the stretch, to just hand the football off, let Fields get out of there, run the clock, follow what the Wildcats did yesterday at Michigan after Jim Harbaugh went for two up thirty three to seven. I can't stand that guy. Just feel the uh, ability to get that out in the pod. Thank you, KP. Um, I don't know. It, it just a lot, a lot of stuff that goes on here. Well, look, some of the uh, yeah. it's, it's so frustrating. Like in game, if we're going to bring it down, I, I was kind of tweeting about this, and it's just so frustrating. Like any the, the Matt Nagy era, anytime it feels like the offense gets something going, which is like wow, they've got something going. We don't see that very often. It's like they always shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, we even saw it week one. It's, whether it's a, a false start, a drop, Cole Komet, by the way. You can't drop passes when you're getting targeted that that few. Third, it was a third down, perfect pass from Fields that he dropped it. Catch the ball. Second quarter, Bears are driving. They he completes a pass to Mooney, um, Khalil Herbert up the middle for 13 yards. Field Field gains five yards on a scramble. Uh, Herbert another 12 yards. Herbert picks up another six. Fields completes a pass to Allen Robinson uh, to to get the first down. Then Matt Nagy calls a timeout because they couldn't get the play in. Right. And then they go three and out and kick a field goal. And then it's 21 to three. And you could even argue at that point, they, they probably should have just went for a touchdown. Just, it was it was right. fourth and nine, fourth and ten. Like, what are you doing? Clearly this game is getting out of hand fast. Your only hope 
is is it, it's just like any time that they get something going. I shouldn't say any time, but it happens way too often where there it's self inflicted wounds under Matt Nagy. Well, the first interception today, twelve men, twelve men. There's twelve men right. in the field. Snap the ball to him. Okay, take a shot. And no, there weren't twelve men, and now it's an interception. Right. In the context of that field, said after the game, he thought there was twelve men on the field for the Bucks, so he took a shot. Kind of second week in the row now, like that's a learning curve for him. Where you know we had thought he had the free play against Packers, thought he had twelve men of the field here. Part of that's coaching. He said they were in his ear yelling it. So they're in his ear yelling <laughs> right? at him. Twelve so. men, twelve men, twelve men. Ball, 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 ball. Okay, take a shot. Oh, oh, there wasn't. The defensive lineman ran off the field at the last second. The ball wasn't snapped in time. And okay, interception. And he's got to sit with that. So this is the Buccaneers defense coming into this week where they had allowed 54 yards a game in the NFL defensively. Like, that's it. They were clearly the top run. If I had told you after this game the Bears had 143 yards on the ground, a 100-yard game from Khalil Herbert, and it's not like a lot of that yardage was in junk time. Like, he was picking up some gains here and there. If I would have told you the Bears got 143 yards, there's no way I would have thought they got blown out like this. It was the best part of today. Herbert looked good. The Bears were able to run the football, but they're still, as we sit here, they're averaging 14.4 points a game. 14.4. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Last in the league. But it was good to see. Hey, listen, I like Herbert. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm watching him in the postgame. And he's trying to act all bummed, like yeah, you know it's a tough one. I'm like, dude, you might, you might, people are going to be watching, man. If you keep this up at Montgomery's sideline, like he's yeah. making a name for himself. I mean, it, it kind of made me think of Joe Kim Noah when he was with the Bulls. Like people would ask him his rookie year, is it tough? And he's like, is it tough? I'm in the NBA. I make millions of dollars. It's not that tough. <laughs> right. not, I don't care that we lost. Right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll get over it. And, and, I mean, it probably is way. I'm, I'm serious. Like these players probably get over losses way faster than the fans drinking beer, tweeting, and screaming his head off. Like, what do they care? They're going to fly yeah. home and go to their mansions. <laughs> like, yeah, of course they're competitors and they're upset, but like. There's, you know, and, and I understand if you're a fan, you're frustrated, right? Like you commit yourself to a team, you're a hardworking fan, and you want to watch an enjoyable three-hour entertainment sports spectacle. And it seems like over and over again, stuff like this keeps happening. It's it's pathetic. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> if I'm Khalil Herbert, I'm sitting there on the plane coming back from Tampa. Oh my God, sweet! <laughs> I just put up another big game. Texting his agent. Yeah, like. Hey man, see see the game today. What what happened? We yeah we lost thirty eight to three, but I had a hundred yards against Bucks defense. And by the way, like they're not even talking about David Montgomery in Chicago right now. I I, yeah, I think man. I think I can do this. So it, and he's got to get up to the press conference and act sad and all that. But it's a good day for him. I, not a good day for really. So, I don't know. Any, so I want to ask you how what yeah. you thought of Justin Fields, but like again, it's it's so difficult to just look at the the stat line and just be like. I mean, yeah, it wasn't good, obviously. He was 22 with 32, 184 yards. Four, he was sacked four times, uh, three interceptions, fumbled one away. Um, but again, like it's it's hard to give a full-blown critique of the man, right? Like he's, what, four games into his career, five games into his career. He's playing behind a horrible offensive line for the most part, although they've played decently for much of the year, and the run game's been there. So I shouldn't say completely horrible, but you're, you're beat up there. Um, I guess, yeah, what what did you see from Fields? Was there anything good you saw from him today? Listen, I, I want to be fair here. I like Fields. I put I put out my, my power tweet at the car. I, I, I like him. The arm strength is there. He's, you know, can clearly get you yards with his feet. 
I think his attitude is supreme. There's no, you know, he's a he's a humble dude, all that. However, it's definitely in play that Mac Jones could turn out to be the better quarterback. That's on the table. Why would you ever say that, like, oh, the Bears definitely got that pick right? Jones is completing 71% of his passes, and granted, it's it's a lot of dink and dunk action. But oh, That's a credit to what? A real NFL coaching staff putting a, quarterback, a right. rookie quarterback in the correct situation. I mean, there were some plays today where, like, they needed, you know, it was like third and manageable, and they've got guys way down the field, and there's no protection, and, you know. Right. Right. I mean, there have been some moments where I think the internal clock hasn't been there for Fields, and it's easy for us, you know, while we're watching the game, and we'll see the film as it comes out throughout the week. But like, there have been a few moments here and there, and like that's going to happen as a rookie where I thought he maybe could have took off a little bit earlier, or maybe start making some throws where like, dude, you got to see them open because they're not, they might not apparent, it might not be apparent that they are open. I'll throw you one more Northwestern reference. Go Cats. You, well, they played. Fields at the Big Ten Championship game. Yes. And they schemed him really well. I mean, Northwestern was in that game. Now, Northwestern had a really good defense last year. I mean, you had a lot of, you had Greg Newsom who's playing in the NFL. You had Brandon Patty Joseph Fisher. Playing they, at a huge level. I mean, I mean they, they had a lot of good players, but they schemed him and they held him down. So, look, again, I like him. I think he's going to be very good, but it's, it, you can't just sit here. No one, the most optimistic fields or naggy, Lazor, Bears don't know what they're doing here. You, you can't sit here in his rookie season and declare to anyone that, I trust me, this guy's got it. We haven't seen it. Yeah. We, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I, to the people out there, like, it's not him. It, it probably isn't. But Are there people hitting the panic button already on fields? Very few. Right. But there's also a lot of people out there that whenever anybody says like something about Fields, like questioning it, they're like, it's not Fields, it's not Fields, it's not Fields. Like, hang on a second. It probably isn't, but it's still on the table that he's not the next whoever you want to, you know, the next Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. I well, mean, we'll, Boomer we'll Seisman, who's been, I shouldn't say critical of Fields, but he hasn't been so much... Uh, like he was, if I'm remembering correctly, he was more on board with like the start Dalton situation that Matt Nagy had in place. But even just a quick uh, clip I saw from their little halftime update, he was like, you know, this is a guy who it's, he can't read defenses properly in the NFL yet, and maybe he's not. He might not be wrong, right? Like, I mean, and that's okay if you're a rookie. Um, it is so hard to just completely analyze a guy when, again, you know, you look at the you look at the talent level. Like the Bucks roll out, they didn't even have Antonio Brown today. They didn't even have Robert Robert Gronkowski. Like they just have so much talent. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we always see bad Bears teams that maybe we talk ourselves into the fact that the Bears might have more talent than we do. Like going into the season, I'm like, yeah, Allen Robinson Mooney's a pretty good one-two punch. Doesn't look like Robinson and Fields are on the same page yet at all. Uh, you know, Mooney had a drop today on third down. Komet had a drop. They got some depth at running back, but like the Bears are just so far off from being an elite team. Like it's, right. it, they, they don't perform like a Super Bowl caliber team ever, and and they don't operate that way. Right? Who? Where is the? We, we've got these nice, cute players. Like Khalil Herbert's cute. Mooney's cute. A Rob was a stud. I don't know what's going on this year. Yeah, I would do like, I. It's I, weird. Well, it, listen. When you continue to not give a guy like that, who's played his heart out for you, and you don't give him a long-term deal, and now you're doing another whole quarterback change, I, I he shouldn't be lacking motivation because he's getting paid, you know, what, close to $20 million this year and all that, but 
He's a human being, man. We, you, people do not perform better because they they have a you get paid a, a larger paycheck. It doesn't work that way. So I'd like to try, right? Well, me too. But <laughs> but but it, there's, I know what you mean. You know, it, he's not. I think I, he's, he's I, got some. I think he's just he's been like beaten down by being on the Bears this long. I, almost. I think you're right, and I thought the exact same thing today, Carm. When like there was a route that got broken up or it was a bad pass, and like I hate to like just read body language and 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 speak for him in, in any way but like i what you just said exactly how i feel like i watch Allen robinson like he just looks so burnt out from being in an offense that can never that just can't can't, right. can't perform at a high level and i don't blame him like he's a huge he's a huge talent he's put up numbers even in the bears offense which has been really bad under matt Nagy. he still put up some impressive stats like it did there was a moment where i'm like damn he just looks so burnt out from this offense he's also dealing with an ankle injury but there's the Fields and is a lot of times around practice. It's him and Mooney are buddies. Like they're they they those guys are friends, and there's social media interactions between the two. I don't see that with him and a Rob. So, and again, I take Allen Robinson on my football team. I'm sure there are a lot of teams in the NFL who would take a Rob on, on the football team. But right now. We're not getting the A Rob that we got the last couple of years. Anywhere, not even close. Like, and we're not even getting half the A Rob, really. All right, coming up for the Bears. Realistically, can they win the next two? Carmen, get back over to five hundred. You've got the Forty Niners, and then at Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Get excited, national audience! You get the Bears in a primetime slot again. San Francisco's been scuffling. They're playing the Colts right now as we're recording. Let's get a quick. Let's get a quick score check on that. Carmen playing the we Niners. We got a twelve-seven Forty Niners up twelve uh, twenty-seven in the second quarter. This is if you're listening to this, it's uh, completely outdated. But we're just getting a gist of where they're at right now. I need the Niners tonight. If you're just listening to this, so if, <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a good start to the to the media day. The media poll, Hampton will be started out three and zero, and then um, yeah, I'm going to call him out. Dan Hampton told me to they they want you they want you to take the Lions. Let's, let's take the Rams. So we've got one loss on the board, folks. If you're listening to this. Does anybody work harder in the Chicago media than Mark Carmen? You were here for an 11 o'clock pregame Bears, yeah. and because the Blackhawks are currently playing, the postgame for Hamp OB <laughs> and Mark Carmen is at 9.30 at night. Can I- it's a wonderful day for Carm. Hey. Uh, I walked in today, and you looked like you were taking a nap in the conference room table. Oh, I got I got Rick Hogan walked in, started talking to me, and I was dead asleep. I'm I like, walked oh. past you. I didn't want to wake you up. Hello, hello. Quick, the, yeah, I mean, if, if that Bears game didn't put you to bed, I don't know what I mean. Come it on. was bad. I had a huge ham sandwich uh, in the middle of it, though. <laughs> ham and salami, lettuce, just like a full-blown sub sandwich on a nice roll. It was delicious. Um, you were at, uh, you mentioned Northwestern. You were at the big house working the sideline, huh? Cool opportunity, right? Uh, I, I uh, They were so nice walking in there, all of the big house people. Welcome to Michigan. Welcome to the big house. Da, 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 da. Like one of the ladies at the table was like, I got to tell you, your coach, he's just the greatest. And the, Bear, wow. the, the Wildcats haven't been there for six years. But, you know, what coaches come through and are friendly to the support staff and actually take the time to – Whatever, ask him a question. Good guy fits. Good Go guy cats. fits. It was, it was a nice little moment right there. Uh, and the Cats were in it for a second. They were in it at halftime. I don't know if you heard my uh, two questions to Fitz at half. It was it was legendary stuff. Fitz, you, you got you to gotta be uh, happy with this. You're, you're right there down one score. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then uh, what are you, are you are you pleased with the defense? Got to get off the field on third down, buddy. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Fitz not a huge Carm fan, or was he just a little? He was a little upset, a little, he, little coach fired up action. When they're getting smoked, 
he will get he's very positive you could ask him any question he's going to be he'll 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 he's not going to jump you and he's going to prop the team but when they're and right it, there with michigan he's dialed in focused he's he's, he's not he's not gonna be like i'm happy we're down three it was yeah. it was i don't know exactly know what i should have asked but I, I well i could have if i could redo that one kp i'd be like uh hey fitz they're six of eight on third down buddy how do you how do you improve that that would have been better mm-hmm. and then the other one would have been uh, hey it's a three-point game but you've had one big play on offense and that's it but I asked him after the game about the the, uh, the lack of scoring. He's like, "That's pretty good Michigan defense." But Jim Harbaugh going for two of thirty three to seven. What a worm! He's just a just a not a Harbaugh guy. No, it's weird, dude. Not a fan. Have you ever been to a Big Ten media press conference with a Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I think once when it was downtown Chicago, maybe like three years ago. He's so weird. He's just so, so he's weird. so weird. He's so weird. I I mean they're they're winning. Congratulations. And a lot of people would like him to be coaching the Bears, not me. That is not what I would sign up for. Although he did take the Niners to the Super Bowl. But that is one weird dude. Um all right, any final thoughts on Bears in this uh I just like I don't I, know. The Bears maybe it's coming fresh off this Packers loss where I was like expecting a loss and then this one expecting a loss and then I'm watching it and I'm like it's really not that surprising. I thought maybe they would stick around and make it somewhat competitive. I don't know. Maybe I've just sat through so many disastrous, horrendous, pathetic Bears games. I just don't even know really how to 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 absorb them anymore. I'm just like whatever. Today was a very tough game to have any stamina watching. Yeah, like right when it hit, it's like okay, I, I can't. I I, I stuck it out. I think it helped that it was a gray, rainy day. I'm like, what what else would I would do? I mean, I woke up. I'm like, I looked at the forecast. I'm like, this is a this is like I actually prefer this sort of weather for football. Football watching weather, I refer to it as. Like, I like mm. a gray overcast day for football Sunday. Yeah. It just sets, like, I don't want sun in my face coming through the window. I feel like I'm you like, should be golfing. Yeah, right. Like, so today I was just like, I think I left the house once. Uh, <laughs> I, I basically just sat on the couch, had a massive sub, sub sandwich, uh, and I was like, what else am I going to do? And I watched every single snap, and um, I, I took it all, Carm. Yeah, I, listen, I, I was there. I was dialed in but it was like to have i i I think i was the most distracted i i've been this season as far as like just looking at what people are saying on twitter maybe flipping a tiktok for a moment and 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 then just i just i was having i was having a hard time today i was be honest i was how do people follow karm on the tiktok uh, i I haven't are you you at the karm i haven't talked in a while i gotta get back at it (laughs) Uh, i love tiktok and i don't even have tiktok but people send me talk videos i'm like that's hilarious it's the greatest it's 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 the biggest time suck of all time and (laughs) and you get very little out of it like my brother sends me video of like a landscaping tiktok of a guy like edging the bushes it's amazing it's like like satisfying to watch it right this dude's landscaping this guy's making a great steak (laughs) that girl's hot I mean, it's like it's just. I mean, they they do they do good work over there. So you gotta get on the talk. Yeah, the talk. It's a good talk. Um, top five LeBrons. They, it, it does well in there. All right, I'll go get ready for Hampton. Ob, thanks for having All me. Right, KP. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for episode 13 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Ernie Skett and Brian Altimer for their help producing the podcast. Thanks to Mark Carmen uh, as well, as always, for joining me on the postgame. That was a tough one. 38-3 blowout to the Bucks. Up next for the Bears, the 49ers.